Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying only on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots. It's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Pray on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. Genetic power is the most awesome force the planet's ever seen, but you wield it like a kid that's found his dad's gun. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc is now in the possession of the Army. Too many others know what's happening out there, and no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man. That state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects, vast and cool and unsympathetic, regarded our planet with envious eyes. Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes.
broadcasting from the Sonoran Desert. I'm your host, Ryan Gable, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings Radio. If you'd like to contact the show, email rdgable at yahoo.com. That's r-d-g-a-b-l-e at yahoo.com. Find us online at www.thesecretteachings.info. You can find my books and our free show archive on the website. Or you can visit aftermath.media to subscribe to the ad-free show. There is a premium subscription option, and you get my show and Clyde Lewis's show, which I assume most of you just finished listening to. And now you're tuning into this broadcast, and I really appreciate it. The Secret Teachings, Monday through Friday on GroundZero.radio, right after Clyde. And of course, in that free archive or the subscription archive, you can listen after the show, any time of the morning, afternoon, or evening, or night, seven days a week, www.thesecretteachings.info, aftermath.media. As with any show, I hope that you take some notes and you cross-reference the things that I say. Tonight, I would encourage you to get a pen, a pencil, or open up a little notepad on your computer or phone and take some notes and give me some feedback and let me know what you think, not of how I've prepared the show, but of the content itself. I'm sure that a lot of you have heard about what I'm going to discuss tonight. And there's a lot of, of course, hyperbolic, exaggerated, nonsensical BS about this subject online. All these um, alternative media sources that blow things out of proportion, that take things out of context, that turn little simple things into exaggerated hyperbole that sounds like it's the end of the world. That's why I don't just I just can't can't get along with alternative media because they do the same thing the mainstream media does. And I know I talk about that a lot. It just bothers me. It bugs me because I go and I find the sources like the root source of the information of whatever the subject is. I pull documents. I want to have the most accurate picture of what it is that I'm discussing, first of all. But second of all, part of the first of all, I want to provide you with the source of the information, not just outrageous claims or things on the internet that are just like screenshots of, of, of something that was on a website you know, that isn't even an official website of whatever the, like, I don't know, this this uh, FDA newsletter. Did you hear about this FDA report about the coronavirus 19 vaccine, the FDA authorization for the monovalent vaccines? Did you hear about that? See, I kept seeing all these pictures on social media from a Twitter page supposedly run by the FDA. And it looks like it's fake. It looks like it's made up. And there's no link to anything. There's no evidence of anything included. It's just a screenshot that the FDA supposedly said the monovalent vaccines are no longer authorized. And if that's true, that's okay, great. But how about some actual evidence and not just a screenshot of something from the Internet? So I had to go and I had to find the FDA's press release. And I did find it. And when you read it, it is actually a lot more bombshell than just that little tweet that the FDA put on Twitter. And so if you go to the internet and you want that information, I've heard virtually nobody talking about this. If you want that information, the FDA's newsletter, their press release, 
This is the date, April 18th, 2023. That's the date of the release. And the headline is FDA authorizes changes to simplify use of bivalent mRNA COVID-19 vaccines. I'm going to read you the introduction. It says, today the U.S. Food and Drug Administration amended the emergency use authorizations of the Moderna and Pfizer BioNTech COVID-19 bivalent mRNA vaccines to simplify the vaccination schedule for most individuals. This action includes authorizing the current bivalent vaccines to be used for all doses administered to individuals six months of age and older, including for an additional dose or doses for certain populations. The monovalent Moderna and Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccines are no longer authorized for use in the United States. So that means that all of the people that were coerced, all of the people that were threatened, I would say people that were the victim of acts of terrorism psychologically by their employers, by their friends, by their family, to get that approved vaccine. That vaccine actually didn't exist. There was no approved vaccine. They were all emergency use authorizations, just like I told you from the beginning. They never approved it, which means you had a right and still have a right to reject those vaccines and not lose your employment. You might lose your friends, you might lose your family members, but legally... You should not lose your employment because none of these vaccines were approved. And don't you notice, I hope, I hope that you notice, don't you notice that the Supreme Court never even addressed that? When they struck down the OSHA mandate and upheld the medical staff mandate, I listened to all the hearings, I, I, and maybe I missed it, maybe I missed it, but I never heard anything about approved or unapproved vaccines. I heard a lot about emergency use authorizations, but nothing about approved or unapproved vaccines. And so this is what the FDA says. The monovalent Moderna and Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccines are no longer authorized for use in the United States. They never were authorized for use. They were always emergency use, meaning they could not force you to take an experimental thing into your body for a job or to interact with other people in the community or in society. It was a lie from the beginning. And the only reason they're changing this is because the bivalent vaccine now is like a secondary product. Because now in order to have your vaccine schedule complete, in order to be completely updated, you have to get the bivalent vaccine, the boosters. This is the way that pharmaceutical companies use regulators and use the media to push their products justifying it under the guise of public health to make ungodly profits because this is all subsidized by you, the taxpayer. So you have to read between the lines. And sometimes there isn't anything between the lines. Sometimes you have to read beyond that. And that brings us to the subject that I told you to get a piece of paper, a pen, a pencil, open up a notepad on your computer, your phone, that brings us to that subject tonight. And it starts with, once again, the city of Tucson, Arizona, here where I live. Once again, they sent me a paper ballot in the mail for a special election that is underway here in the city. 
And you don't have to live in Tucson. Certainly, you don't have to live, live in Arizona. If you live in Canada, if you live in the UK, you'll have seen the same thing that I am going to explain to you in just a moment. I get this ballot in the mail, even though I've told them I do not want paper ballots for anything. I get this ballot in the mail, and this ballot says that the city of Tucson is having a special election. This ballot is a simple yes or no on a proposition. And the proposition has to do with the Tucson Electric Power Company. And if you vote yes on the ballot, or if you vote yes on the proposition, this is all that it says. It says a franchise to Tucson Electric Power Company, an Arizona corporation, its successors, and assigns, granting the right, privilege, license, and franchise to construct, maintain, and operate upon, over, along, across, and under specifically enumerated streets, avenues, alleys, highways, bridges, and other rights of way in the city of Tucson, Arizona, electric lines, transmission, and distribution system, and necessary appurtenances for the purpose of supplying electricity to the city and its successors, the inhabitants thereof, and persons and corporations within the limit or limits thereof for a period of 25 years and prescribing certain rights, duties, terms, and conditions. This is, in essence, what the ballot said. Now, that's a lot. That's a mouthful. It's written in legalese, a lot of commas, a lot of thises, and a lot of thats. A little bit hard to understand for the average person. And the average person, including myself, I'm an average person. I read that and I thought, Well, this just seems too easy. This just seems too simple. Electric distribution and transmission franchise. Well, the Tucson Electric Power Company already has a franchise agreement that takes it to, I think, sometime toward the end of this decade. So it's not going to expire anytime soon. We're talking five, it's like five, four, five, six years so it's, it's pretty far off in the future. It'll be a totally different city administration, hopefully by then. It's way off in the future when this franchise agreement expires. Now the city says that they're going to be able to collect a franchise fee. So this will help the city by making the city more money, right? And the Tucson Electric Power Company says we have more customers, more people have, lived, have moved here and they're living here, so we need to build more infrastructure, Well, they already have a franchise agreement to provide power to the residents, so they can already do that. And I'm thinking this is just logical what I'm thinking. I'm thinking there is something very wrong with this. This is way too simple. It sounds way too uh, boilerplate, way too easy. There's no way that this is that simple because if it were that simple, and and for a lot of people it it sounds like that, including myself, I I won't be surprised if this measure passes like 95% to 5%. And the 5% are going to be people like me who actually read between, under, around, through, above, and all over the lines that this has nothing to do with Tucson Electric Power. It has nothing to do with the city of Tucson. They're just benefactors of what the measure is really about. So I voted no because I was certain that this was a scam. I voted no really hard. And then I stuck it back in that envelope and I sent it back to the city. And I'm sure because this is a Democrat run city, they'll run that through the system about 50 times for yes. Or they'll just throw my ballot out because it says no. 
But I voted no, and I sent that ballot in. And then somebody I know here in Tucson messaged me and said, have you seen Proposition, and this is the number if you're in Tucson, we have a lot of listeners here, Proposition 412, Proposition 412. And I said, oh yeah, I saw it. I didn't think that it was kosher. I thought it was suspicious, and I voted no on it. And they said, well, good thing that you did that because this is what Proposition 412 really is. And so I already I was confident in my no vote. Uh, when things are worded like that, I don't trust that the city has my best interest in mind. It's a scam. It's written in a way to manipulate me, to deceive me, which is really a threat to democracy, don't you think? When the city or the state or the federal government, Congress, state legislature, when, when they write things in a way to trick you, like with a lot of these propositions, when they tell you to vote yes, but if you vote yes, it's really a no vote, or to vote no, but if you vote no, it's really a yes vote, because they manipulate the wording, they manipulate the language to confuse you, to deceive you, to trick you. That's a threat to democracy. As far as I'm concerned, that is tampering with an election. That is election fraud. But nobody on the right or left, has the balls to say that, or the spine to say that, especially officially. So Proposition 412. If you go read what Proposition 412 is, even if you're not in Tucson, it's probably called something different where you are, you'll find that a lot of cities in the United States, a lot of places in Canada, in the UK, in Europe, they're actually proposing the same types of, 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 of policies or projects. Now, you might say, well, how would they propose the same project in the UK? You're talking about a, a local power company in Arizona. How, how, how are they proposing the same thing in, say, Ottawa or Edmonton or Victoria, British Columbia? Those can't be the same projects. I mean, those are, that's a different country. Well, when you read the fine print, you realize the Tucson Electric Power Company, the city of Tucson, they're just the vehicles by which the underlying project is being carried out. And that underlying project is being carried out all over the world. And what is that project? What is Proposition 412 here in Tucson? Whatever they might call it in your city, your town, your state, your province, your country. They'll call it all sorts of different things. But what it boils down to, when all that water boils off, you see this little bit of material at the bottom of the pot. And that material is called a 15-minute city. Now, some of you have probably heard about a 15-minute city. Some of you might even be well-versed on a 15-minute city. And I hope that you're well-versed with actual facts instead of a lot of the garbage that circulates on Rumble and Rockfin and all these alternative sources of information. You can find a lot of great stuff there, don't get me wrong. But you can also find a lot of hyperbole and a lot of exaggeration and a lot of fear and terror just to drive clicks and hits and, and views because they make profit off that. A 15-minute city, according to 15minutecity.com, they have a website. That's 15 as in the number 15minutecity.com. If you go to 15minutecity.com and you look at their about page, this is what it says. Everyone living in a city should have access to essential urban services within a 15-minute walk or bike. Notice that they don't say 
car ride. Notice that they don't say bus ride. The 15-Minute City Project is designed to help access-focused urban transformations be what we need them to be. Ambitious, I'm going to save one of these words in the middle here for last, ambitious, measurable, effectively implemented, and inclusive. I see, so that's what it's about. Inclusivity in urban development. Now, if you go to the website, 15minutecity.com, and you see this picture of a man in a black shirt standing next to a brick wall. This man's name is, and it's on their, it's on their page, 15 Minute City. This man, this man is named Dan Lusher. You'll see him on the website, D-A-N-L-U-S-H-C-H-E-R, excuse me, D-A-N-L-U-S-C-H-E-R. Dan Lusher is an urbanist and a longtime San Francisco resident. And he has, quote, a passion for making cities work for everyone. Now, my question when I first saw that was, who the hell is Dan Lusher? I have a really hard time believing that under the conditions of politics and media and religion and gender and sex and race and all these other things that we compete about and fight about and argue about and debate about that a man like Dan Lucier can say, Hey, I got a great idea. 15 minute city. Everything's within 15 minutes of where you live, walking or biking. You don't have any need and you won't really be able to go outside of that 15 minute block. Why would you want to? Everything you need and want is right here. I have a hard time believing that this man just comes up with this idea and from Edmonton to Ottawa to British Columbia to Tucson, Arizona to the United Kingdom and all over Europe and the rest of the developed world. Everybody just says, Dan Lucier's idea, this is genius. We should all implement 15-minute cities. I don't buy that. I don't believe that. I don't think Dan Lucier is ahead of anything. I think Dan Lucier, if he's a real person, he probably is. But I don't put it past powerful corporations and think tanks to use AI-generated images to create these fake individuals. They did that with the doctors and nurses that were on Twitter. I don't know if you heard that, but a lot of the doctors and nurses that were pushing for vaccines and masks, they weren't even real people. They were bot accounts. One of the ways you can tell is if they have a Ukrainian flag and also a rainbow flag in their profile. But Dan Lucier, he's a real individual. He's a real person. Okay, he's a real person. But I don't believe Dan Lucier is anything but the face of the 15-minute project, the 15-minute city project. I think Dan Lucier is kind of like Mark Zuckerberg. You know, the money for Facebook was put up by the intelligence agencies. Mark Zuckerberg didn't just invent it out of his dorm room. It was put up by intelligence agencies And at the time, before we called them big tech, what was the big tech of those days? Zuckerberg is the face of Facebook. Dan Lucier is the face of the 15-minute city project. It just so happens to be that just some some urban urbanist, they call him an urbanist, some urbanist living in San Francisco said, let's just, let's condense everything to 15 minutes. That'll make everything very inclusive and it's an ambitious project and Politicians from Tucson, Arizona 
to Edmonton, Canada, to the UK, just said, this is a great idea. Let's do it. You can't even get your own city council in like the smallest town to listen to your ideas. You get like 30 seconds to speak. And if they don't like what you're saying, they shut off your microphone. Okay. I'm supposed to believe that Dan Lucier said, let's make a 15 minute city and politicians and corporations all over the world. And uh, companies like Tucson Electric Power, they all said at the same time, that's a fantastic idea, Dan. Let's go ahead and do it. We don't need any other information. Just tell us what to do once we implement these programs. I don't believe it. You shouldn't believe it. There's something wrong with this story. I'm going to read you what the 15-minute city is again from their website. Everyone living in the city should have access to essential urban services within a 15-minute walk or bike. No cars, no buses. The 15-minute city project is designed to help access-focused urban transformations be what we need them to be, ambitious, inclusive, measurable, and effectively implemented. See, these are those words that really get the ivory tower faux intellectual liberals really, really aroused. They love big words, and they love useless degrees, and they love gargantuan ideas that destroy civilization. And this is a great example of the ivory tower disconnected from the rest of the world, uptight, certainly ambitious, definitely ambitious, certainly not measurable, and absolutely not effectively implemented in any way, shape, or form, but definitely inclusive. Because what it is, is a means by which to make everybody within that 15-mile radius, or 15-minute radius, I should say, 15-minute radius, which is also another thing. I mean, some places, if you're driving fast enough, you can get 15 miles in 15 minutes. In other places, it takes a half hour to get five miles here in Tucson. So based on the 15-minute city, like I, I, because of the traffic, I wouldn't be able to get vir- really anywhere. But that's the whole thing is actually there won't be cars and traffic, so you'll be able to get within that 15 minutes pretty easily. And that's not an exaggeration. This No, this is about walking or biking. You won't have a car because they're going to get rid. They call them diets. They're going to get rid of streets in some places or they're going to barricade streets so you can't actually physically drive a vehicle or they'll have certain special sections in certain parts of the city, the 15-minute city, where you can drive an electric car but you can't drive a gasoline-powered car. That's the plan. That's the. It's an actual project. It's an actual plan. It's an actual agenda. And the scumbag garbage here in Tucson that supposedly run this city while being in lockstep with the federal government and mega corporations and banks go along with a proposal to make sure that the Tucson Electric Power Company can provide us with power. And most people say, sure, I'll vote for that. I need power. Not asking... The obvious question, don't they already have a franchise? Doesn't it, it, it doesn't expire for like five, six years or something like that? Why, why do they need to do this right now? And is that as simple as it is? I mean, if that's as simple as it is, everybody's going to vote for it. And then you look up the proposition and, oh, it's, it's a lot more than just providing you power. It's about taking your roads away and in implementing what they call climate. This is in the, in the, in the paper. A climate action and adaptation plan. Oh, so it's not about power, it's about climate action. I'll tell you more about that in the 15-Minute Cities when we come back from break. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Don't go anywhere.
From parahistory and the paranormal to the parapolitical and para-occult, you're listening to The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero Radio. This is The Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings. You know you can listen to The Secret Teachings Monday through Friday on Ground Zero Radio. I don't need it. Or in the free archive on our website, thesecretteachings.info, or on any radio or podcast player or application. I don't need it. But you can also subscribe to our ad-free archive, now hosted by Aftermath.media. Definitely don't need it. There's the basic and premium options. You get the montages, my digital books, and more. For those of you who already have a Secret Teaching subscription, you can still keep that subscription. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info or aftermath.media and subscribe today. I need it! If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, and from mythology to alchemy, then why not check out the book Occult Arcana? Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. Check out the technological elixir. Or if that's not enough, check out Good Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info. That's where you can read reviews, see pictures, and even order yours today. It not only supports The Secret Teachings, but most importantly, it supports you. Hello folks, this is Jordan Maxwell, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Excellent shows with your host, Ryan Gable. I hope you find it enlightening. listening to the secret teachings radio and regardless of where you're listening around the world whether you're in Canada or you're in the United Kingdom or anywhere else around the globe what I have to share with you tonight something happening here in my city in Tucson Arizona it's also applicable to where you live in fact, in places like Ottawa or Edmonton or parts of the UK, I know they're implementing these programs, policies, projects, etc. For sure, some cities have already started to implement what is called a 15-minute city. And a 15-minute city means you don't have the ability, or in essence, you don't have the right to leave a 15-minute walking or biking perimeter you're you're basically locked down within that 15 minute block and everything you need and everything you want is right there so why would you need to leave anyway everything you could ever want everything you could ever need it's right there in your little 15 minute city and you don't need to go anywhere else and really you couldn't if you wanted to because you won't have gasoline powered cars That's why states like California are banning those cars by 
2035, and that's why other states like New York are following suit. So this is a long-term plan, a very long-term plan, where you will not have a vehicle. There will not be fuel to fuel your vehicle. That's probably one of the reasons that the White House has sold off our oil reserves. That's why we have given up energy independence. That's why we are dumping trillions into quote-unquote infrastructure that is enriching, just like the Obama administration did, enriching green alternative energy companies that then disappear and go out of business because they're laundering the money, just like they are in Ukraine. Trillions of dollars spent to build infrastructure for the Green New Deal. And since it won't pass in Congress, it won't pass either the Senate or the House, since they can't get the legislation to pass, they rely on implementing it at a local level. And the way that it's implemented at a local level is that they send, like here in Tucson, they send us little ballots for special elections. And the ballot says, vote yes if you want power. Vote no if you, I guess, don't want power. And most people, Democrat, Republican, and the like, say well, I want power, so yeah, I'm going to vote yes. I want to give the Tucson Electric Power Company the right to maintain the grid and to keep their franchise, and that gives the city some money, too. They get to collect a franchise fee. The city needs money. I live in this city. The city needs money. I need power. I'll vote yes. See, I don't like paper ballots. They keep sending these damn things to me, and I tell them not to. They just keep sending them anyway. And I got one. I decided to vote. I decided to vote no. I don't want Tucson Electric to provide me with power. That's kind of that's the implication. They're still going to provide you with power even if you vote no and it doesn't pass this proposition 412 in Tucson. You'll still get power. <laughs> There's still infrastructure. It has nothing to do with power or infrastructure, though. It has to do with, well, if you just read the city council agreement for the proposition, it has to do with this. Climate action and adaptation. See, the city of Tucson has a climate action and adaptation plan. And the money generated through this proposition would fund projects that support the implementation of the city's climate action and adaptation plan. That's what it says in the actual paper. It's 23 pages long. This is what you're voting on. 23 pages Approved by the city council, 23 pages that includes climate action and adaptation. But not a single mention of that on the paper ballot. Not a single mention of climate action, climate adaptation. No mention of any of that. Just if you want power, vote yes. If you don't want power, vote no. That is, as far as I'm concerned, that is tampering with, that is interfering with an election. I mean, this is borderline treasonous, folks. This isn't just like manipulating public opinion to vote yes for something that really means no or to vote no for something that really means yes. This is just telling the public, hey, if you want power, vote yes on this. And who's going to vote no on that? Who's going to say I don't want power? But if you vote yes on it, what you're actually voting for is the climate action and adaptation plan. And that's part of the Tucson City 
declaration of a climate emergency. In 2020, according to climateaction.tucsonaz.gov, in 2020, Tucson Mayor Regina Romero and the City Council declared a climate emergency, committing the City of Tucson to achieve carbon neutrality by 2030. Carbon neutrality means there's no carbon emissions at all. At all. At all. It means zero. 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 Doesn't that sound kind of familiar to what cities like Tucson and others told you? I mean, Arizona's not half as bad as New York was when I lived there, but Tucson's pretty bad. I luckily live on the outskirts. But Tucson and state of New York and state of California, Dr. Fauci even said it. He's the one that encouraged all the states and the governors and the mayors and others to agree that we shouldn't end lockdowns or we shouldn't end social distancing or masking until we have zero COVID. SARS-CoV-2, take away the SARS and the V, CO2, carbon neutrality. This is less than seven years from now in the city of Tucson. Less than seven years from now, they want carbon neutrality? Do you know what that means? That means there's no vehicles on the roads. There's no cars. There's no buses unless they're electric. There's nothing to get you around. You have to walk or you have to bike, or you have to take the electric bus. Or if you're wealthy, you can buy an electric car, and they might let you drive that. You just really won't be able to leave the city. Carbon neutral. I wonder if that includes the Tucson International Airport. Because if it does include the Tucson International Airport, that means no more flying out of Tucson to go anywhere. Those jets aren't carbon neutral. This is literally what the the city website says. Because of a climate emergency, the city wants to achieve carbon neutrality by 2030, which is ludicrous for so many reasons. The first reason is even if you cut carbon emissions to zero, there's still carbon dioxide in the atmosphere, and if you stop producing it, that actually alters the atmosphere, just like lockdowns. Lockdowns, they did prevent the emissions of CO2 to us. I think it was a, it was like 5%, 6%. But it actually increased the amount of methane, which is far heavier and a much denser greenhouse gas than carbon dioxide. It actually made what they call greenhouse gas emissions, climate change. It actually made it worse with lockdowns because methane increased at the highest rate in like 10 years because we altered the composition of the atmosphere by not releasing as much CO2. Now, according to the city of Tucson, through the declaration, mayor and and, uh, city council, mayor and council directed the city to develop a climate action and adaptation plan, they just call it the plan, to create a strategic pathway to reduce the city's emissions to net zero by 2030. The plan will outline the anticipated impacts of climate change across the city, identifying the areas and communities most vulnerable to those impacts. Tucson is one of the hottest cities in the country. It always has been one of the hottest cities in the country. 
state of Arizona has been around for about what, what, 110 years, something like that. One of the hottest places to live in the United States, and they use the summer to justify their climate action plan. We've had the coldest weather in years here in Tucson the last few years. We've had more, we've had more snow. We've had more frost, more cold air. It's lasted longer. The winters have. Despite the fact that temperatures are statistically down, that it's snowing more, that it's actually colder. Even in the summertime, it's colder. They use the still above the national average temperature because this is one of the hottest places in the country to justify their climate action plan. That is so evil and so deceptive. A climate emergency. You know what else they tell us is a climate emergency? The saguaro cactuses. You know those classic, iconic cactuses that we have here in the Southwest? The saguaro cactuses, they say, don't have enough water. It's too dry out there. I mean, are people actually stupid? What happens when you bring a bunch of water to the desert? We've seen a lot of it, a lot of rain. It's not a desert anymore. Things become green and bloom really, really fast. And the beauty of the the desolation sort of starts to disappear. Plus, those cactuses grow over hundreds of years. They retain water for not only droughts, but, I mean, the desert is usually... There's usually a drought in the desert. That's why it's a desert. It's like these people don't understand the most basic, basic things about earth science or the most basic things about ecology or conservation for that matter. It's like they're they're completely disconnected from what's happening in the real world. Now, I'm not just ranting about the Tucson mayor and the city council. What I'm saying is, You look at what they're doing here in Tucson. This is just from what I can see. This is the city website. This is the Proposition 412, which is supposed to be about bringing you power. And if you vote no, you don't want power. When actually, if you vote no, they still bring you power. The difference is they don't bring you the 15-minute city because that's what you're actually voting yes for. And the city has to manipulate the wording on the ballot to get people to vote yes because they know people won't vote yes if they know what it's really about. That has to be illegal. It's actually illegal for Congress in the state of Arizona to do that. Whatever the bill is, the title has to state what the bill is about. These people are liars. But more than that, they are working for the same... I don't know if it's a company. I don't know if it's a bank. I don't know if it's a group of philanthropists. But the mayor of Tucson, Regina Romero, and the city council are working for the same people that the city of San Francisco, that Edmonton, Canada, Ottawa, Canada, British Columbia, uh, the tiny little uh, island of Victoria, where a friend of mine lives, uh, the whole of the United Kingdom. I mean, that, I mean, th- that includes the, the, one of the first smart cities. Um, the late Kev Baker lived, I, I, I forget how far he lived from Glasgow, but that was one of the first smart cities. They had some, big, they had some weird concert there with Miley Cyrus, they had like promoted the smart city. But in the UK, that's a that's a hub for this. That's what this is all about. This the, the the people in Tucson, the little city council and the little mayor who thinks she has all this power, they're implementing the same policies that officials in Edmonton, Canada are implementing. Isn't this supposed to be a democracy? Aren't we supposed to have a rule of law? Aren't the people supposed to make decisions? 
Why is the city, think about this, why is the city of Tucson doing the same thing that officials in Edmonton, Canada are doing? That doesn't make any sense. How is it that in Alberta, Canada, city officials have the same script that city officials have in the city of Tucson, which is almost in Mexico? I just don't I don't understand that. I mean, I just looking at looking at a map here, I mean Tucson, Arizona is from from Alberta and from Edmonton. I mean it's like my map's loading here, I'm trying to find the distance. It's a it's one thousand eight hundred and fifteen miles. It's a two thousand mile distance between where I am and Edmonton in Alberta. And both of the cities have the same idea. Let's implement the 15-minute city. Is that just coincidental? San Francisco, Ottawa. Ottawa, I think, is even further, like way further. It's on the other side of Canada. Let's see how far Ottawa is from, uh, from Tucson. Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. Let's see. 2,500 miles. Yeah, 2,500 miles. And Ottawa has the same idea that Tucson has. I mean, does anybody find that suspicious? I find that super suspicious. You're telling me that officials in Tucson, Arizona have the same exact idea that officials have in Ontario, Canada. I don't buy it. You shouldn't buy it either because it's a scam. I think anybody with any kind of brain activity whatsoever can realize that this is a scam. Now that we have the the general idea of what this is all about, and I actually have a clip to play for you too here before we go any further, we can learn the specifics about what a smart city really is. I'm going to play this clip and then I'll tell you all the details. And I'll send you to some websites if you want to read about what's happening here in Tucson and then use that information to help you understand what's happening in your city or town. If you get a ballot like that, if they tell you we got a proposition to provide you power, it has nothing to do with providing you power. They're still going to provide you power. They're just not going to lock you within a 15-minute radius where you can't drive your vehicle because, I guess, your vehicle is confiscated. I don't know how they're going to do that. They'll just make gas-powered cars illegal. You have to send them to the, to the chopping block, I suppose. They never explain how they're going to do that. But this is a clip of a Saudi Arabian diplomat, Ahmed Al-Jubia, talking about the future and what the future holds. And when you listen to this, I want you to realize, I want you to recognize this is at the World Economic Forum and officials in Ontario and Alberta and officials in Tucson, Arizona, officials in the UK, in Glasgow, they have the same exact plan that this Saudi Arabian diplomat has. I mean, what, what are the chances of that? Virtually no traffic. You can go to different places very efficiently without uh, using cars. There are no cars. Not um, one single car? It's, uh, it's going to be different types of transportation that are, uh, like I said, environmentally friendly. They will be, uh, it's based on renewable energy. It's based on renewable energy. You listen to how this man talks. Don't you realize they all kind of talk like that? Bill Gates does that same thing. He's like, you know, he has that that really, that kind of soft and almost confused, shaky voice. 
we got to get the vaccines to, to people because we care about their health. And this is the same thing with this guy. There, there would be no cause. We have no cause. There would be alternative energies. And you won't really need to drive that far because everything will be close by and you won't have to worry about trade. There will be no cause, no cause, no cause. Traffic, you can go to different places very efficiently without uh, using cars. There are no cars. Not um, one single car? It's, uh, it's going to be different types of transportation that are, uh, like I said, environmentally friendly. There will be... Uh, it's based on renewable energy. It's based on renewable energy. It's all very nice. Very nice. Just take the shot and go to sleep and don't wake up. It's very, very nice. Very good for your health. These people are implementing policies, projects. I don't care what you call them. They're implementing the same agenda through the World Economic Forum, through global international groups, corporations, and banks. I mean, this includes your ESG this includes the the massive influence of things like BlackRock, you know, which just pays companies to let them basically to let customer let customers loot and steal, and you know, companies like Target lose half a billion dollars because of theft, and somehow have the money to keep going on, and they just get paid paid back for that that theft because it encourages the. Uh, the decimation, the decline, the demoralization of of faith uh, that the people have in the uh, judicial system and prosecuting criminals, so crime can run out of control. I mean, crime's so bad in some places like Seattle or Portland, they're closing down everything from Starbucks to REIs because crime's so bad. That's what it encourages. That's what it allows. It's about the breakdown of civilization. But here's Ahmad Al Jubier. There's there's no cause, no cause. It to be all alternative energy, no cause. So, again, why is it that a Saudi Arabian diplomat at the World Economic Forum has the same idea that the city of Tucson, Arizona has for a 15-minute city? Why is it that they won't tell you that it's a 15-minute city? You have to go and you have to read the fine print where they try to justify the 15-minute city or call it whatever you will. I mean, it's officially called a 15-minute city, but you can call it whatever you want. Based on what the city of Tucson has called a climate emergency, which then justifies the climate action and adaptation plan. You know, like a real emergency in Tucson would be water. A real emergency in Tucson would be homelessness, mass illegal immigration. The city has all this money to pay for medical care, to pay for hygiene, to pay for food, to pay for clothing, to pay for education, to pay for transport, to pay for housing, for people that are not even legally in the country, to ship them then up to Phoenix and other places. The city has money for that. The city has funds to pay for that. They don't consider that an emergency. What the real emergency is, is climate change. It's too hot. So do you want power? Of course I want power. Vote yes on this. What am I voting yes on? Well, you'll get power if you vote yes. Well, of course I want power. I will vote yes. Thank you. You've just approved the climate action and adaptation plan. You know what this 15-minute city project will do to your city? Same thing it'll do to Tucson. It increases the rates of your power, which means you're going to pay more for power. Why? Because they're going to charge premiums for the power that you already have to encourage you to downgrade to other forms of energy. And if you can't afford an electric car, 
because you're not an elitist who has a bunch of money, then you just don't get to go anywhere unless you walk or bike. I'll never forget that conversation I heard. I was walking around my townhome complex and this, this old white liberal lady, clearly old, old white liberal lady, she's, she's standing there by the mailbox talking to this other woman. She's like, yeah, I just love my electric car. You should get one. And the other woman says, she's a little younger, but not too much younger. She says, well, I just can't afford it. She's like, well, I mean, with the, with the price of gas, though, you should just, just go ahead and buy one. I don't know if they were friends, but the woman's like, I, I can't afford it. It's like 60-something thousand. I can't afford the electric. I can't even afford gas. How am I going to afford an electric car? Well, you should really think about getting one because gas prices are just out of control. Some people, most people, don't even have more than $1,000 to their name for emergencies. Those same people don't have the ability to pay for an electric car. Those same people are the ones that are going to along with even people that make a, a decent living, are not going to be able to afford to live anymore. They're going to be confined to that 15-minute radius. So the Proposition 412 will increase your rates for power. Of course it will. Why wouldn't it increase the rates for power? The company needs to make more money, and the city needs to make more money. So what will Proposition 412 do to Tucson? You can use Tucson as an example of what will happen in your city. It will mean construction projects to remove driving lanes from roads. You thought this was about power? Oh, it's about power, all right. Just not the kind of power you you thought it was about. It's not about giving Tucson Electric Power Company the power to have construction projects ongoing for years and years and years to build more infrastructure, to bring more people power. It's about ripping up the roads. They call this road diet. Of course, that would affect small businesses, but these are the same people that closed down cities and closed down states, but let Home Depot, Lowe's, Walmart, Target, Sam's Club, and others stay wide open because they have stuff to sell. And they need you to buy it. But little tiny shops, little tiny stores, they're not essential. Permanently inhibiting access to a lot of small businesses because they'll rip the roads up. Reducing vehicles. According to the proposition, we would reduce vehicle usage. Now, the city says they want to have a net zero. So net zero. No carbon by 2030. Uh, Proposition 412 wants to limit the usage of cars by a certain percentage over the next uh, two and a half to three decades. But the city has a goal to eliminate cars entirely by 2030. Proposition 412 would essentially establish Tucson as a 15-minute city with travel restrictions, so you can't go anywhere unless you have the approved paperwork, unless you have an electric car, unless you have the money to go somewhere. This would mean virtually everybody in the city would be confined to a 15-minute radius where you don't have the choice to leave. You don't have the choice to go anywhere because even if you really wanted to, you don't have the means to go anywhere. The current franchise agreement doesn't end until 2026 And by the way, 
it wouldn't just be if you voted yes on Proposition 412 in Tucson. It's the same thing in a lot of other cities and parts of the world. It doesn't just fund you know, the city or fund the company. There is a 0.75% fee tacked on for the Climate Action Plan, which means removing driving lanes. <laughs> it's all about power. All about power. So you won't be able to drive anywhere. You won't be able to go anywhere. Unless you take approved methods of transportation. That's just the beginning. That's just the entrance to what is planned. And they've got people voting yes on it because they don't know, because they don't tell them what the proposition is really about, what it really does, and why it's the same thing the World Economic Forum is suggesting or Alberta, Canada is suggesting. It's weird how they all seem to move in lockstep with one another. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. More after this. Don't go anywhere. From the occult and theology to history and the paranormal, The Secret Teachings Radio Show brings you that and more Monday through Friday on GroundZero.radio. You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com. If you're looking to learn more in 2023, then look no further than books from The Secret Teachings. The Technological Elixir explores UFOs, artificial intelligence, and demonic contracts in the entertainment industry. Liberty Shrugged is an illuminating and nonpartisan look into American history, focusing on natural law, slavery, and the war for independence. Food philosophy is not a diet book, but it does help alleviate confusion over food industry propaganda with specific focus on bizarre ingredients that are put into your foods. And Occult Arcana is a compendium of esoteric wisdom, from theology and sympathetic magic to witchcraft, voodoo, and the origins of holidays. Get physical and digital copies of these books only at www.thesecretteachings.info. And remember, all physical books also come with a digital copy as well. This is one of the best discussions I've been on in a long time. You guys are right on it. Howdy, this is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. You know you can listen to The Secret Teachings Monday through Friday on Ground Zero Radio. I don't need it. Or in the free archive on our website, thesecretteachings.info, or on any radio or podcast player or application. I don't need it. But you can also subscribe to our ad-free archive, now hosted by Aftermath.media. Definitely don't need it. There's the basic and premium option. You get the montages, my digital books, and more. For those of you who already have a Secret Teaching subscription, you can still keep that subscription. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info or aftermath.media and subscribe today. I need it! This is David Icke, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Why else would you show up with that thing on your back just three days before President Business is going to use the crackle to end the world? President Business is going to end the world? But he's such a good guy. And Octan, they make good stuff. Music, dairy products, coffee, TV shows, surveillance systems, all history books, voting machines. Wait a minute. Welcome to the darkness. The Secret Teachings radio show is on Facebook and Twitter. Just search facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings to like us and TST underscore underscore radio to tweet with us. Think about your hero when you're at ground zero and crawl up to the fall of back to me. 
Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is the frequency of the secret teachings on Ground Zero Radio. You know, I really think that the biblical book of Luke 23:34, the very famous quote by Jesus when he's being nailed to the cross and crucified, I think this quote really suffices to explain what we are discussing tonight. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they are doing. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they are doing The average citizen of any city, any town, any state, any country, province, etc. is blissfully unaware of how their government works. Blissfully unaware of how the law works, the difference between what is legal and what is lawful. Blissfully unaware of what is approved and what is only an emergency authorization. And corporations, government officials, local and state and federal, they're very well aware that you're not aware of the differences between those things or the differences between a declaration and a request. This allows them to maintain power and a lot of power. The Tucson Electric Power Company I know this is very local here in the city of Tucson and in the state of Arizona, but no matter where you're listening around the world, this also applies to you. If you're in Alberta, Canada, for example, if you're in Victoria, Canada, for example, if you're in Scotland, this applies to you. Because your city officials apparently have the same idea. They're getting the same exact idea And we're supposed to think it's not coming from a central source. The same idea is the implementation of something called a 15-minute city. The 15-minute city was supposedly developed by Dan Lucher, an urbanist who lives in San Francisco, who has a passion for inclusivity and implementing ambitious plans so that everyone, according to the website, living in the city, can have access to essential urban services within a 15-minute walk or bike. That means you don't have cars. That means you don't have buses unless they're electric. That means you can't really leave the city even if you wanted to because you don't have a means to do it. Now, you might think, I also think this, how are they going to get rid of my car? I'm not going to willingly give up my car. You know, especially here in Tucson, cars are big here. The Hispanic community, they love their cars. They have working on cars. And somehow, city plans to take all that away. How are they going to do it? 
Your guess is as good as mine. Maybe they'll do what California did, and they'll just ban gasoline-powered cars and lawnmowers by 20, 30, 35, something like that. What New York has done or what other states are trying to do, maybe the state of Arizona will do that. If the state of Arizona doesn't do that, maybe the city will do that. They'll just say, we don't want any more gasoline-powered cars in this city. Or maybe they'll just prevent you from driving those cars. You can still own them. You just won't be able to drive anywhere because they'll put barriers on the streets so you can't physically drive the vehicles. And the only places you can drive a vehicle are specially designated lanes that are meant for electric cars and electric cars only. So the rich elitists that live in the city, they can have their vehicle and they can drive around the city. But the average person, in fact, more than the average person, won't be able to go anywhere unless they walk or bike. That's what's planned for every city, every town, every state, every country, all around the world. But it's a lot more than just restricting travel. It's also about encouraging your compliance with those restrictions by increasing the cost of living to the point where you don't have an option but to comply. Here in Tucson, Proposition 412 would renew the franchise agreement between the city of Tucson and the Tucson Electric Power Company. And this power company agreement, which doesn't end until 2026 anyway, this power company agreement would give the city of Tucson a little kickback for the rate increase that would be implemented by the Tucson Electric Power Company. That rate increase would also include a 0.75% fee to fund the Tucson Climate Action Plan, which is in no way, shape, or form mentioned in the ballot that they mass-mailed to the citizens in the jurisdiction of Tucson. I know that for a fact because I got one of those ballots. Nowhere in the ballot did it mention that the point of this ballot initiative, the point of this proposition, is to fund climate change action plans to implement the Green New Deal. There's no mention of it. There's no hinting of it. There's no implication of it. Unless you have some intuition and you think, well, this is just way too easy. Of course, they, they're not going to bring us power if we don't vote yes. No, they'll still bring you power. Things will just stay the same. If you vote yes, because apparently you don't have the ability to think, they'll still bring you power. But guess what they're going to bring you power with? A massive rate increase to pay not only for the city of Tucson, and their climate action agenda plan. But it will also pay this, the, the Tucson Electric Power Company to do some of the following. Per the Tucson Electric Power Company, this is their plan. This is from their website, working together to power Tucson's future. This is what they say. Decarbonize city-owned and operated buildings and facilities. Promote distributed energy resources such as rooftop solar to provide local renewable energy and enhance energy resilience. Pursue additional local sources of renewable energy, including resource recovery and heat exchange. 
Promote electric vehicles via charging infrastructure expansion. Just think about that one for a second. If you were to implement charging stations all over the city and everybody had an electric car, the grid could not withstand it. Now, I'm not saying in the future, okay, if the battery technology improves and the cost goes down, that that's not a viable option. Personally, I would still rather have a gasoline-powered car, but let's say that prices were very low and it was practical, that would be different. But prices are extreme, and people can't afford it. And the grid is, unst- I mean, especially here in Tucson, the grid is, is very unstable. We have brownouts. Uh, I mean, my power goes on and off all the time here at this place. Maybe it's faulty wiring. Okay, maybe it's faulty wiring. But we have brownouts all the time here in Tucson. The grid is already unstable. You start plugging millions of cars into the grid, the thing's going to collapse. So, of course, they need money to expand it. So you're going to have to pay for the expansion. You're going to have to pay for the infrastructure. You're going to have to pay the company all these millions of dollars to implement something based on a lie because you thought it was just them building power lines and putting up poles for the lines to, to hang on. You thought it was just them bringing you power so you can power your blender or your TV. No, this is about restructuring the city and using the the Tucson Electric Power Company to decarbonize the city, to bring electrical everything into the city. I mean, Tucson's one of the only places where you could feasibly implement mass solar panels and it might actually have some perk or some benefit. But you ain't going to be able to do that in Portland. You ain't going to be able to do that in Rochester. You ain't going to be able to do that in most of the Pacific Northwest or the uh, or the or the Northeast. You're not going to be able to do that in most parts of the country, most parts of the world. I mean, you could do that in, in, in parts of Arizona, sure. But again, somebody has to pay for this. And who's going to have to pay for it? You, the public, the people that already can't afford to pay your bills. You have to pay the rate increases or just don't use your power. You have to get an electric car. And if you can't afford one, yeah, well, you just can't drive anywhere. You can't go anywhere. According to Tucson Electric uh, Power, they say to transition public agency fleets to zero emission and net zero emission vehicles. That net zero emission, emission uh, zero agenda that they have, part of the resilient together plan of the city of Tucson, based off the mayor and city council's declaration of a climate emergency, where they committed the city of Tucson to achieve carbon neutrality by 2030. This was as of 2020. That same 2030 agenda. They want net zero emissions, according to the city website, by 2030. That's even more ambitious than Proposition 412. That means no cars at all on the road by 2030 in Tucson. That's in less than seven years. How are they going to be able to do that? Well, that's their ambitious plan. Realistically, it probably won't happen by 2030. But they will get there because the average person just keeps perceptually supporting that these people have power and that they're not involved in some massive global conspiracy to create a permanent lockdown society, a permanent lockdown grid, which will be controlled by sensors and cameras and 
thermostats and everything you can possibly think of from every science fiction dystopian novel you've ever read or ever heard about. That's what the 15-minute city is. It's a smart city. Well, you look at the layers here. It's a smart city. People won't accept that. So it's a 15-minute city. It makes everything easy to get to. But that means you lose your car. That means you lose your freedom of travel and of movement. That means you can't do anything. And if you go do something, you go walk or you take your bike, guess what that means? You're tracked and you're monitored. Everything you do, there is no freedom. There is no ability for you to have privacy. It is complete and absolute control. The Tucson Electric Power Company says establish accessible resilience hubs across all city wards to provide information and resources related to climate preparedness and response. So we have a homelessness crisis in Tucson, a fentanyl crisis in Tucson, but the city wants to transform itself to provide people with climate preparedness information. The next step of the process is bolster city-owned and community-wide heat mitigation resources to reduce urban heat island effect and protect vulnerable individuals and communities like the massive amounts of homeless people and illegal migrants that live on the streets. So that's the, that's the other thing. It's like, you know, if, even if you were to say, let's, let's, let's do this, let's get on board with this because, you know, cities are hotter because of all the concrete and, and less natural environment. City, that's why Phoenix, it's such a massive metropolis. It's a little hotter than Tucson is. I mean, because of its, because of its location, but also because it's so big. So even if you, even if you wanted to say, okay, let's reduce the urban heat island effect. Let's try to reduce that. Why do they say they want to reduce it? Not for everybody's sake, not even for the planet's sake, but to help vulnerable individuals and communities. And that's supposed to imply black people that all live in poverty and are really stupid and ignorant that have to rely on democratic politicians to help them out of their poverty and starvation. It's so discriminatory and so racist. And they so they basically, they build their policy around other policies that allow homelessness and drug use and vagrancy and public indecency and illegal immigration and migration. They pay for it. They promote it. They allow it. And then they say, these people are vulnerable from the heat, which is actually at a, at, at a low right now in Tucson. It's actually cooler than it normally is. They're vulnerable from climate change. We need to reduce the urban heat island effect to protect those people that we force to live on the streets with our policies that encourage drug use and not helping people to get clean. I mean, these people are actual demons that have risen up from the bowels of hell to conquer God's creation. These are monsters. Regina Romero is a monster, a demon. She posted a picture of herself on Twitter. One of her aides did. She's in an electric car. Hey, Tucson, get one of these electric cars. So what you're now now you're working for the big car manufacturers promoting a $50,000 car when 90% of the city doesn't have a few thousand dollars to their name for emergencies. Most of the people in the city can't pay their power bill, can't pay for food, can't pay for gas, can't pay for education, can't pay for housing. And the mayor's going to sit there on her pedestal, that arrogant witch. And because of her ethnicity, tell poor people, get an electric car or you hate the planet. What an evil piece of trash. Tucson Electric Power goes further. They say deploy and maintain equitable, 
They're equitable, folks. Equitable. Nature-based solutions to reduce or sequester emissions, improve ecosystem health, and bolster climate resilience. What does that mean? They just keep using the same words. Equitable, resilience, climate. How do they define these words? They never give us a definition of what these words mean. They just use words that sound altruistic. They just use words that sound really nice. Glitter and sparkles and rainbows and pink and purple and fluffy things and kitty cats and puppy dogs. Who wants to vote yes on all those things? Bolster community and regional networks to improve community-wide emergency response and resource sharing. You know what? The city of Tucson uses its resources for folks. Do you know what they use their emergency response for? I had to call 911 recently, and I got taken to the hospital because I had that episode of, of, of SVT. And I asked the paramedics when we got to the hospital, and I've, I've asked others, I've asked firefighters. I asked the paramedics, I said, let me ask you a question. You might not be able to answer this, but I'm just curious. How much time do you spend on the streets dealing with homeless people and drug addicts. And he kind of had one of those um, not humorous chuckles, but kind of disgusted chuckles and said, he's like, huh. he's like, it's a lot more than you'd think. It's pretty much all that we do. And, and the bizarre thing is the, the, the state budget has cut funding for local, uh, well, certainly for law enforcement, but even for, for other services like firefighters and, and paramedics. So they cut the services, and then the services that are in existence, I mean, yeah, they might help people like me on occasion. They spend most of their time, in their own words, I've asked them, picking up people off the street who have overdosed or borderline overdosed, people that have needles in their arms, people that are on fentanyl. They did this. I mean, I asked one paramedic, they say they just leave they leave Narcan all over the city because the problem's so bad, they don't even have time to respond to the calls. They'll just bring big boxes of Narcan and leave it on the side of the road. Who's paying for that? That's an emergency. We have a homelessness crisis. We have a drug crisis. We have a water crisis. We have a crime crisis. And the city doesn't care about any of that. All they care about is reducing heat for vulnerable individuals i.e. homeless people and drug addicts that their policies encourage to live on the streets to make the city look like crap to begin with. Because you know what that is? You know what that? They do the same thing even in very free states like Florida. They drive down the costs of the land, of the property. And then big corporations can step in and buy that property up, which is riddled with homelessness camps, tent cities, drugs, and crime. And then because the city has pulled enforcement of the law out of those places and because it's so dangerous and so gross, then the companies come in and buy that land up. Ooh, it's so magical how it happens. And then after they buy that land, suddenly the city enforces the law again and everything gets cleaned up real fast. And so now a prime piece of real estate was just purchased for a discount with a kickback going to the city now the city reinforces the law and it's safe again for this new urban development that a big corporation just got a prime discount on because the city's in colluding, is colluding with them to drive down the cost. Everybody gets a kickback and the poor people, which is like almost everybody, they lose. I mean, you, you want to fight capitalism and yet that goes on. And the people that hate capitalism are doing that. 
You want to fight inequality, yet you allow people with no support to live on the streets, to do drugs. And not only that, but a lot of those communities are super vulnerable. Look at what the people up in Phoenix do. They burn people alive. They stab people to death. It's not just the drugs. There's conflicts that go on in those homeless communities. It is absolutely the manufacturing of like miniature third worlds, and they just move them around for political reasons. Look at the poor people over here. It's just so bad. It's so bad. Vote for us. We'll help them. So all those things I just went through, promoting electric vehicles, all this, it's, it's, it's on the Tucson Electric Power Company's website. And they tell you uh, what the goal is. Uh, they're working with the city of, of Tucson on their climate action plan. I mean, this is literally from the, from the, the, the city, uh, the Tucson Electric Power Company uh, franchise agreement from their website. The revenue generated by the new 0.75% fee, and that's just part of the fee, folks. We're talking about massive, massive power increases. Uh, the average, it's estimated for a Tucson resident, your power bill on average is going to go up close to $200 if this proposition passes. Now, I don't know about you. I barely run my air conditioning. Um, I barely run anything. I have fans going. I mean, I'm used to the heat. I'm from Florida. I like the heat. That's why I moved here. But, you know, they the, 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 already the way that they, they um, just like they did in Rochester, New York, same, same exact thing, the same policies even in, in Rochester, New York, just it baffles, you know, it baffles you. It, it, it just... It's mind-bottling. Um, your mind's in a bottle. <laughs> what was that? What was that from? Was that uh, Blades of Glory? It's like your mind's in a bottle. So uh, my my point is, they um, they already estimate your power usage based on estimations. The power company here in Tucson told me we don't. They told me this in Florida, the Florida Power Company, the Rochester Power Company, and the Tucson Power. They all told me the same thing over my lifetime when I was in when I was in out of high school. The Florida Power Company told me this. Uh, Rochester Power Company told me this when I was living there. And now the Tucson Power Company is, tell, is telling me this too. Your power bill will go up when your neighbors use their power because we don't base it off directly what you use. We base it off of an estimate community usage of what other people use. That makes me want to put my fist through the wall. What do you mean you base it off of what other people use? Because there's some person next door to me that doesn't know how to live within their means. I have to pay for that. That's what the power company told me. I have to pay for other people to run their air conditioner, even when I don't run my AC. You know what I found? And this is the sick thing. They talk about saving energy, saving power, saving the environment, save the whales, save the snails. You know what I found? If I run my air conditioner... My power bill is actually cheaper than if I don't run it. Because if I run it, it just gets averaged in with everything else. And I get something out of it. If I don't run it, and my power bills, if I had no power at all, with the exception of a refrigerator and running this show a couple hours a day, if my power bill was like virtually nothing, that doesn't matter. They still average out what my neighbors are using, and I still have to pay for what my neighbors are using. How are we not putting our fist through these people's faces? And it just, it doesn't stop. You can't go to city council and say something. When I lived in, in, in uh, winter park, Florida in Orlando, 
You couldn't even go to the city council. They barred people from coming to the city council meetings and telling them, I don't want the cameras and the sensors here in Winter Park. They literally barred the public from coming to vote on matters that the public and only the public has a right to vote on. Who are these people? I mean, the the, the conspiracy, um, the organization is, I mean, they are legion. They are demons. Your power bill on average will go up. It's being estimated if, if this proposition passes in Tucson, 180 bucks a year. 180 bucks a year. You know, even if it was a dollar a year. To do what? To eliminate my ability to travel freely? The Tucson Electric Power Company is requesting the Arizona Corporation Commission approves a 12% rate increase before the end of 2023. A 12% rate increase when the average person already can't pay their bills. When the average person already can't afford a tank of gas, which is $4.79 a gallon. Who do you think that hurts? See, I don't think that brown and black and Hispanic people are all poor and live in the slums and need white people to take care of them. I don't think that because that's not true. But the Democratic Party that promotes and advocates for this garbage and the Republican Party that goes along with it because it's big business and they get big kickbacks from it, they think that's how those people live. Well, if that's how those people live and all white people have it so well off and all the poor minority groups, which even in Tucson, I'm a minority being white, Hispanics are the majority. In Tucson, if that was the case, then having gas at four seventy nine a gallon to encourage people to buy electric cars that they can't afford because they can't afford to buy the gas, having, because of inflation, the cost of average everyday goods increasing, which is a tax on the poor, increasing the power rate by 12%. Do you know what a 12% increase means for most people? The average power bill for you know the summertime around here is like two to $300. You're looking at an increase for the average person. I mean, the average is like 200 to 300. That's like a 12%. So that's like a, what, a a 30 plus dollar increase for a lot of people. That's the difference if they can eat or put gas in their cars. That's the difference if they can pay their phone bill or pay their internet bill or pay any other bill. They want a 12. That wasn't on the ballot when I got the ballot in the mail. A 12%, nobody's going to vote for that, but that's what the Tucson Power Company wants. We'd like a 12% increase, please. We need more money because the city wants to build climate infrastructure. And that 12%, by the way, is in addition to the 0.75% fee that will be levied on you because the city wants to implement their Green New Deal policy that nobody voted yes on because the federal government won't pass it. They're going to pass the buck to you in the city by lying to you on ballots, interfering in the election, printing all these, just sending ballots out to random people. And I'm, I bet you right now, this ballot initiative will pass 70 to 80%. People will vote yes for it because the average person just thinks, well, I want power. Sure. I'll vote for that. And then, Oh no, power is going up. It's Russia's fault. I can't afford to pay my bills. Let's give more money to Zelensky with six Y's. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. There's a lot more after this. Stay tuned to the show. We're going to go into the details even further of this proposition, how it relates to you, wherever you're living around the world. These 15-minute smart cities are coming to you. Uh, My book, The Technological Elixir, I don't have the 15-minute city in it, but I talk about the smart cities and 
the smart grid and all that. It's the technological elixir at thesecretteachings.info. More after this. Don't go anywhere. From parahistory and the paranormal to the parapolitical and para-occult, you're listening to The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero Radio. Want to hear more of The Secret Teachings radio show? Search for the show on any radio or podcast player or find links and a free archive at thesecretteachings.info. You could listen to this. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence. I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. Join us to explore the outer limits of history, symbolism, parapolitics, and more. We'll explore a little bit of everything, but don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm the last of a dying breed, a generalist. That's The Secret Teachings, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of Ryan's research in your hands, visit the website and grab a physical and digital copy of Ryan's books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, magic, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. Food philosophy will change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. And remember, shipping is always included. Some restrictions exist for international. Visit thesecretteachings.info. Hi, it's David Childress from Ancient Aliens, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. You know you can listen to The Secret Teachings Monday through Friday on Ground Zero Radio. I don't need it. Or in the free archive on our website, thesecretteachings.info, or on any radio or podcast player or application. I don't need it. But you can also subscribe to our ad-free archive, now hosted by Aftermath.media. Definitely don't need it. There's the basic and premium option. You get the montages, my digital books, and more. For those of you who already have a Secret Teaching subscription, you can still keep that subscription. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info or aftermath.media and subscribe today. I need it! You are listening to The Secret Teachings Radio. The music is White Bat Audio. You may be tuned into Ground Zero Dot Radio. You can listen to the show Monday through Friday right after Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis. Some of you might be listening in the free archive at thesecretteachings.info or with the RSS feed. You can plug into your podcast or radio player. If you're a subscriber of the show, you can resubscribe on our website. You can keep your subscription. Or you can go to aftermath.media and subscribe if you're a new subscriber. Go to aftermath.media, subscribe to the Secret Teachings or to the Premium subscription, which gets you access also to Ground Zero and a lot more. Again, that is www.thesecretteachings.info, where you can also find my books. The free archive is there. To download and listen to the show, we get paid for that when you listen for free, by the way. Or aftermath.media. That's aftermath.media to subscribe to the Secret Teachings and Ground Zero and a lot more. Aftermath.media. If you would like to contact the Secret Teachings tonight, 
I would love to get your feedback on the show, especially if you live in Tucson, Arizona, like I do. R.D. Gable, that's R.D., Romeo Delta, G-A-B-L-E, like the actor Clark Gable, R.D. Gable at Yahoo.com, or TST Radio at ProtonMail.com. Tonight, we're looking at the Smart City Initiative, or the 15-city, 15-minute city initiative. All these different names. You know, smart cities didn't really catch on, so now they have this idea of a 15-minute city. It's really just a smart city. And when you read in between the lines, or above the lines, or underneath the lines, or around the lines, or in some other dimension parallel to the lines, you realize that the 15-minute city, the smart city, whatever you want to call it, is just a continuation of the advancement of the idea of the Green New Deal, of the decarbonizing of everything, so that there is net zero emissions. And those net zero emissions of CO2, I wonder if they include you, because you emit CO2, quite a bit of it. If these cities want net zero, we can assume Logically, practically, they talk about cars and buildings. But where do the humans fall into that equation? Where do the humans fall into the net zero initiative? Well, humans fall into that equation with the beta test, or what I call the beta variant, that was COVID-19 or SARS-CoV-2. SARS-CoV-2 was a beta variant test for CO2. Because like Dr. Fauci said, we can't stop the mitigation unless we have zero cases and zero deaths. Zero COVID. That's strange how it was the policy of both Dr. Anthony Fauci and the Communist Party of China. Which already used a virus disease scare back in 1952 to convince people to wear masks and social distance and take shots and take drugs and stay in their homes and be good little citizens. That's in my book, Liberty Shrugged, if you want to read about that story in the first chapter, Liberty Shrugged at thesecretteachings.info. So what is all this about? Here in the city of Tucson, a majority of our audience doesn't live here in the city of Tucson, but like I said at the beginning of the show, you don't have to live in Tucson to understand what I'm talking about because Tucson is just a little beep, little blip on the map, little dot little pin on a map. Because what I'm talking about, the 15-minute smart cities from Victoria, British Columbia, Alberta, Ontario, Scotland, Glasgow, all over the UK, all over Europe, the same policies, projects, and ideas are popping up everywhere, folks. It just doesn't make any sense how you can have somebody like a Saudi Arabian diplomat, Ahmed Al-Jubia, talking about how there will be no cars in the future. Let me play that for you. Virtually no traffic. You can go to different places very efficiently without uh, using cars. There are no cars. Not um, one single car? It's, uh, it's going to be different types of transportation that are, uh, like I said, environmentally friendly. There will be... Uh, it's based on renewable energy. So how is it that this individual, just one of many, and he's speaking at the World Economic Forum, how is it that his idea 
of having no cars and new forms of energy and new forms of transportation that'll have to be government approved, by the way. How is it that his idea is everywhere in the developed world? What makes him so special? Maybe you think he's not special. Other people have suggested that too. And yes, they have. Dan Lucher, for example. Dan Lucher is supposedly the developer of the 15-minute city project. He's an urbanist. He has a passion for making cities work for everybody. He wants to make cities inclusive. He wants to make them inclusive. Dan Lucher supposedly developed this whole idea. So Dan Lucher is either working with the World Economic Forum and others, or Dan Lucher is obsessed with them. And, you know, I've actually, there are people like this. I saw someone with a sign in their yard. Literally, not it was not a joke. They had a sign that said, um, support the Great Reset. And it had the World Economic Forum website and everything. Like, people are serious. Maybe Dan Lucher is one of them. Maybe it was his house I saw. He's in, he's in San Francisco, so that wasn't his house. But this is, this is the kind of thing we're talking about. It's the kind of person. They, they literally, they have, it's a cult. They have these people wrapped around their fingers. They have these people's brains totally washed with controls implanted in them, like Plankton when he's controlling SpongeBob, trying to get him to get the secret Krabby Patty recipe. He's got, little, he's got like a brain implant he puts in his brain, and he uses these levers to control his arms and legs. That's, that's what Dan Lucher is. 15-minute city. Dan Lucia did not invent the 15-minute city. This Saudi Arabian diplomat did not invent the idea that let's not have cars. These are just talking points. They're just talking points. We've talked about car-free Sundays before. Car-free Sundays or certain days of the week where you just don't have, don't have cars. No more cars. Why would you need a car? Everything's within 15 minutes of you. And the car-free Sunday, that's one of the 10 points of the 10-point plan of the International Energy Agency. The 10-point plan is consistent with the European Union's climate ambitions and the European Green Deal. It also points toward an achievement of net zero emissions by 20. 50. Okay, this is not on some random website. This is the International Energy Association or International Energy Agency. This is their open declaration of war on civilization. And this is what their website says. The 10-point plan is consistent with the EU's climate ambitions and the European Green Deal also points toward the outcome achieved in the, e, the IEA net zero emissions by 2050 roadmap in which the EU totally eliminates the need for Russian gas imports before 2030. Also, it has to do with the war in Russia. No wonder everybody moves in lockstep with that plan. Part of that plan, part of that 10-point process includes starting out by not driving your cars one day of the week. Part of that plan encourages a temporary thermostat adjustment by consumers, turning down the thermostat for buildings heat by one degree Celsius to reduce 
gas demand. Speed up the replacement, says another point, of gas boilers with heat pumps. New wind and solar projects. And so on and so forth. Part of that plan includes, again, not driving your vehicle. Not driving your vehicle. Not having a vehicle. You won't have a vehicle to drive because they'll be banned, like in California. It's all part of the 15-minute city. So now that you understand that this is an international thing, that this is the European Union, that this is the IEA, that this is the European Green Deal, that this is happening in Europe, specifically and heavily in the UK, Glasgow's the first smart city officially, all over Canada and in the United States. You understand now that since this is everywhere, it is not coincidental that the mayor of Tucson, Arizona, and the city council of Tucson, Arizona, are proposing the same policies here based on the announcement in 2020 of a climate emergency and the direction of the city to develop a climate action and adaptation plan, which is in league and lockstep with the Tucson Electric Power Company, which just wants to maintain power and control and profit. So they send you a ballot in the mail telling you this is just about providing you with power and then you vote yes for power and what you're actually voting for is a 12% rate increase plus a 0.75% new fee on top of that 12% increase. Close to $180 more a year in just your power bill. But it also gives the Tucson Electric Power Company the priority or what they call the resiliency fund. It gives them the ability to decarbonize the city. It gives them the ability to promote electric vehicles. How do they promote electric vehicles? It's not like putting up fly or putting flyers out on the street or putting up signs or billboards. It means blockading the roads and ripping up the streets so you can't actually drive a gasoline-powered car. There's only certain areas you'll be able to drive that'll be electric only. And hey, if you can't afford an electric car, I'm sorry, you can't drive anywhere. And don't think, don't think that they wouldn't space those electric chargers out, some algorithm or some mathematical formula, so that the average person living, you know, the average street, the average house in Tucson, depending on where they charge their vehicle, wouldn't be able to drive to the next nearest city or the next nearest state. So you would be literally trapped because air travel would be decarbonized. You wouldn't have a gasoline-powered car. And unless you walked or rode your bike to the next city or you biolocated, your electric car isn't going to get you there. This is how they create permanent lockdown. Just two weeks. Just a 15-minute city. 62% of Brits, by the way, in a study, or in a survey, I should say, in a survey said, we're all about the 15-minute city. And why are they about it? Well, barring the few that are zealots and love the destruction of civilization and the destruction of human freedom and liberty anywhere it exists in the world, the majority of those Brits, I guarantee you have no idea what they're talking about. 
in the same way that the majority of people in Tucson have absolutely no idea what Proposition 412 is. It just says provide power. I want, yes, I would like power, please. Then you read the company website. Then you read the city website. And what does it tell you? It tells you that this is all about power. Sure, it's about control. And you see how they even manipulate on an esoteric level the wording. This is about providing you with power. We want to give you power. When you vote yes, it actually strips your power away from you. These are some evil mother effers. Regina Romero is an incarnation of evil or she is possessed by a demon or they got some serious blackmail on this woman. That's how you get elected anyway. I mean, she's she, she has a certain skin tone and a certain ethnicity, so let's vote for it. It doesn't matter what she believes or what she thinks or if she even spends her time in the city because she doesn't. She spends it in Washington getting ideas for how to destroy the city of Tucson. And they just use the, they keep using the same words, climate emergency, resilient, adaptation. You know what? You know what real adaptation is? It means adapting to things that are changing, like an air conditioner is adaptation. To these people, adaptation means throwing everything out. And let's start over with a few companies and a few banks that control everything. This is just like I told you. These media outlets and universities and the political zealotry has gotten people to support big pharmaceutical companies, to support big biotech companies, big bioengineering companies, to support big banks, to support corrupt politicians, to support things that destroy their way of life, to support things that destroy their ability to earn a living, that destroy their small businesses, that destroy their livelihoods. You've actually been convinced to support things that actively are engaged in destroying you. It is like mass delusion, mass Stockholm Syndrome. I'm okay. Yeah, I'm okay not being able to drive anywhere. I don't really want to go anywhere anyway. I would just like to sit with my Netflix in my house and not go anywhere. And I'll just have my food Grubhub to me. Or I'll have, uh, you know, one of those applications. They just deliver my groceries. I don't want to go anywhere. This has been coming and coming and coming and coming and coming and coming and coming. And it never comes the way that you think it's going to come. It never happens the way you think it's going to happen. It always happens in a subtle, deceptive, underhanded way. I mean, even the city of Tucson, this, the city clerk's office put out this special franchise election announcement. The city of Tucson is holding a special election on May 16th. This election will be conducted as a mail ballot election. Of course, it'll be mail ballot. They won't want people showing up at the polls and actually legitimately voting, would they? They want to have mass ballots sent out to everybody, including people like me who have spoken to the recorder's office half a dozen times telling them, I don't want paper ballots. I don't trust you. You're freaking criminals. I don't want the paper ballot. And they keep sending it anyway. They keep sending it anyway. They keep sending it anyway. Every active registered voter will receive a ballot by mail. Of course they will overwhelmingly Democrat, overwhelmingly ignorant, overwhelmingly uninformed, overwhelmingly retarded, overwhelmingly stupid. And they'll get those ballots, Republican and Democrat, and a ton of old people will be like, I want, I need power for my, for my, for my machine. I need power so that I can, you know, keep my meds in the refrigerator. I need power to watch. Well, they can't watch Tucker anymore, but they'll watch Fox or I need power to watch CNN. I need power. My grandkids are coming over. They need to charge their phones. I need power. Of course, I want to vote yes on this. 
There is no democracy. There is no republic. There is no rule of law. This is a mob of psychopaths that pays off with emotion and coerces the mass majority of people to support them because they're too stupid and they're too afraid to do anything like learn about what they actually are voting for. You know, this statement from the city actually says this. It says, this will be a 25-year agreement. Huh, magical. 25-year agreement that'll take us right to 2050. 2030, 2050, those are the two prime dates that have been selected for the reshaping of civilization, of the redistribution of wealth, of the ending of human free thought and the merging of man with machines, the elimination of cars and transportation and free press and everything. 2030, 20, this, this will go right to 2050. Magical how that happens. They just accidentally calculated it to align with a globalist agenda, with an international group of bankers and corporations and literal Nazis that want to take control of every major and, 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 and minor state city in, in the world. It, it's just magical how that happens. And they tell you it'll include this ballot initiative, a 2.25 franchise fee on monthly electric bills of TEP customers within the city. So you'll pay that franchise fee. The city makes that money. And then a 0.75% community resilience fee. Oh, what's a resilience fee? BS, but the resilience fee does what I read to you earlier. The resilience fee allows TEP to decarbonize the city and to get rid of your gasoline-powered cars because they outsource the illegality, they outsource the corruption to third parties. Just like Congress just puts everything in those omnibus spending bills Nobody looks at it. Nobody reads it. And they just vote on it and pass it because we got to have we have to pass it. We have to pass it. We have to pass it. Vote on it. Then we'll see what's in it. Nancy Pelosi says the Congress has just given away their power to the administrative bureaucratic state. Little tiny cities like Tucson have done the same thing. They just give their power away and do things they couldn't legally do, but by giving the power through a fake election, which is what it's a fake election. They don't put what the ballot initiative, what the proposition is actually about on the ballot. They lie to people. They send it to your home. It says, if you want power, vote yes. And then you vote yes. And it actually puts money into the pocket of TEP to do things to the city that otherwise the city couldn't get votes to do. These people are devils, demons, evil monsters they they are like lovecraftian creatures just horrifying things horrifying manifestations of the abyss and of darkness that's what they're doing in the local areas the state areas the federal areas they delegate the illegal activity things they can't legally do or things they don't want to do they delegate it to third parties So, yeah, the federal government can't censor your speech, but the federal government privately will go behind the scenes. It's still totally illegal and tell Facebook and other companies to censor things they don't want to be out there. That's still a violation of the Constitution, still a violation of the law of the land. But when you've weaponized and controlled the Justice Department and you don't prosecute actual crimes at a federal state or local level, nobody goes to jail. Nobody even cares. Nobody even knows how the government works. One of the top trending things on Twitter is the Supreme Court's corrupt because they don't vote the way I want them to vote. Well, isn't that just saying you want them to be corrupt? The Supreme Court just takes cases 
They, they just make decisions unilaterally. Well, no, well, when there's a Democrat majority, they make decisions and everybody's okay. When it's a Republican majority, people get mad because they don't vote the way liberals want them to vote. It's just so unbelievable. You don't even know how government works. Congress makes laws. Congress controls the budget. Congress has the authority to strip the executive branch and to strip all these administrative bureaucratic agencies and bodies from exercising their power. Cut the funding off. But they won't do it because most of them are complicit, Republican and Democrat. Same thing with the city. The city council's on board with the mayor and the mayor's on board with Washington and she's trying to get a job probably you know, in one of the administrative bodies in Washington because she's never in Tucson. She's always out of the state, always out of the city. And she sits there with a smug look on her face telling you want power, vote yes on this. It is a 12% rate increase plus a franchise fee plus a 0.75% increase for the resiliency fund, which gives Tucson Electric Power the right, not the city, but Tucson Electric Power the right to decarbonize the city, promote electrical vehicles, uh, and also provide resources for climate preparedness, among many other things. They took a 23-page proposition and reduced it to like four sentences on a ballot and sent it out to people who on average won't even read it. They'll just see, oh, um, Keep Tucson Electric Power uh, in agreement with the city. It's a fran- Okay, I'll vote for that. Yeah. It's not even based on providing you power. It's based on the climate emergency that these communists that run the city of Tucson committed to in 2020. Carbon neutrality by 2030. What they call the Climate Action and Adaptation Plan, which is literally in the proposition. It is literally, if you read the proposition, it's on page six, climate action and adaptation plan to fund projects that support the implementation of the city's climate action and adaptation plan. Efforts to decarbonize city-owned and operated buildings and facilities, promote distributed energy resources such as rooftop solar to provide local renewable energy and enhance energy resilience, pursue additional local resources or sources of renewable energy, including uh, resource recovery and heat exchange. This is just in the resolution. Uh, or in the in the proposition, there's a difference. In, in the proposition, who is reading that? Nobody. Nobody's reading this. And not enough people to vote no and, and have it not pass. I will happily eat as much crow as you want me to eat if this thing doesn't pass. But it's probably going to pass 80 to 20. I, I'd be surprised if it doesn't pass 90 to 10. The average person will not have a clue. A bunch of college kids will get these ballots because the schools make sure they're registered as Democrats. Get these ballots and be like, oh, I got to I got to vote. Yes, I got to I want to have power when I get out of school. When I get a house, get my own place. I want to have power. Of course. Yes, yes, yes. I'll vote it. I'll vote. Vote. Send me five. I'll vote five times. That's not illegal, right? So that's what. The proposition allows for that's what the uh, the Tucson Electric Power Company says on their website. That's what the proposition says. That's what the city website says. That's what the city um, uh, special election information sheet says. And then there's an article here. This is from a local Arizona uh, publication. And it says that on top of all of these other things, um, it will also provide, this, this isn't the proposition, by the way, excuse me, this is a 156-page draft of the Tucson Climate Action Plan. And it does, some, it does some cool things, right? Like if you want to compost, it's going to bring curbside collection programs for composting. 
I guess I'm okay with that. I don't know the details of it, how they're going to process all that, but I guess I'd be okay with that. Helping people prepare for emergencies with climate action toolkits, starting resilience hubs for training and forming community emergency response teams, basically creating red guards by spreading propaganda and brainwashing and re-educating people. That's what that is. And that, which is in the city's climate action plan, is somehow crammed into a proposition to give or extend a franchise agreement with the Tucson Electric Power Company that since the city of Tucson can't directly implement certain things, they cram it into this proposition so the Tucson Electric Power Company can implement them. And the Tucson Electric Power Company gets the kickback of this additional 12% rate increase on top of the 0.7%, uh, 0.75%, I keep messing it up, 0.75% increase for the resiliency fund to implement the city's climate change Green New Deal agenda, that if it was just that agenda, probably would not pass. This is what's wrong with our election system. This is what's wrong with mail-in voting. This is what's wrong with mail-in ballots. This is what's wrong with the republic. We don't have a republic. We have mob rule that votes, like Alexander Hamilton said, on the whim of the wind and of emotion. By nice-sounding words and things that sound altruistic. George Carlin said, I'm tired of these bourgeois white liberals that think the only thing that's wrong with our world is that there aren't enough bike lanes. And guess what is in (laughs) this proposition? The climate agenda proposition from the city. Protected bike lanes. (laughs) Solar streetlights, I guess that's okay. That's kind of cool. Solar street, I mean, in Tucson, that's one of the only places you could implement that if you have a battery to, to, to conserve that energy preserve that energy. Oh, and of course, you know what else is in it? An electric car sharing program. That's in the climate agenda, which will be paid for by the resiliency fund, which is voted on based on the idea of you want power, right? By the people of Tucson, which gives the Tucson Electric Power Company the ability to implement something the city couldn't implement through a backdoor, backhanded deal That includes the promotion of electric vehicles and the creation of charging stations. And that just so happens to be what the Green New Deal in Tucson wants to do. A electric car sharing program. Because by 2030, you'll be carbon neutral. Just like COVID-19. You'll be CO2 neutral. You won't be able to emit any CO2. You won't have a car. It'll be a 15-minute city with diets. Which means they rip the streets up so you can't drive. And everything's really close by. And then you just sort of die in misery you worthless human scum. That's how the people that run this see you. That's how they feel about you. They're not honest. They don't tell the truth at the least. Okay, at the most, these people are demonic energies that possess human bodies. And their goal is to destroy human civilization in the name of saving it. And this is all part of the clear plan to de- industrialize the world, depopulate the world, and concentrate power along with concentrating the remaining population in massive smart cities where you can't go out of a certain radius or you get fined, flagged, or arrested. This, folks, outside of all this sensational hyperbolic videos and things you see and hear and read, I'm showing you the real documents. This is the New World Order. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Please grab a copy of one of my books on the website. Please subscribe 
aftermath.media. When you listen to the show archive on the website or anywhere else you listen to radio shows or podcasts, you support us. We get paid for that. When you buy a book, we get paid for that. When you do that, you keep us on air. You're the only thing that finances us. And I greatly, greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy. And as always, we'll talk to you on the next broadcast.